family. Welcome back to Love and Grit. It is Jazz and Poetry Month, so let's get into it. It's like, my name is Laia. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Rachel. That was great. That was awesome. <laughs> and like I said, it is April, and April is Jazz and Poetry Appreciation Month. Two art forms that define Philadelphia, and we are serving you two of Philly's best. Super poet, vocalist, and daring spoken word artist Ursula Rucker will bless us with her appearance on the show today. Also, we have the pleasure of speaking with jazz pianist, band leader, and change maker Orrin Evans. Yes, this will be a legendary episode or an episode filled with living legends, so you may want to pay extra attention to this one. But first up, a round of Philly faves. And today we are talking favorite park for a family reunion. All right, Rachel, you go first. Oh, yes, I do. Thank you for remembering. I'm going with in Fairmount Park next to the Please Touch Museum. We've had so many family reunions there. So that's definitely my selection. Everyone has a great time and there's plenty of activities. Mine would be Forbidden Drive. It's like between Roxborough and Chestnut Hill. It's a path that like runs to Valley Green. That's where I see a lot of my family. Great place for reunions. I'm going to choose a place that might not be as large as the places that you have chosen, but I have way more amenities. <laughs> Talking about Franklin Square, because I can get me something to eat. I can get some of that good ice cream. Ooh, they still have that milkshake with the, <gasps> the tea. Yes. yes. Listen, and a carousel that works, and I'm right in the city, so just put put golf. And then you can walk down, go to the African American Museum in Philadelphia. All the histories right there of the country. Can we come to your family reunion then? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have enough space, but yeah, if you buy the milkshake, you are always welcome. Or at least save me one of the t-shirts. How about that? Our t-shirts be bomb. Yeah, I'll bring some seafood cheese steaks. Why you always got to cut up on my... Shiz is on Yelp now. I don't know why you got jokes. Listen, I'm giving them a plug. Ah, he was listening. He shows he cares. He listens to the podcast as well. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's start the show. Let's do it. When it comes to the artist spoken word poetry and Philadelphia, there reigns one queen supreme that remains debated by none. Her name is Ursula Rucker. As she gracefully stands on the shoulders of her soul mother, Sonia Sanchez, Ursula's words and the way she expresses them has granted her entry into spaces uncommonly seen by most poets. Most of us remember hearing her words for the first time during her performance on The Roots, The Unlocking. Whew. The final track on their album, Do You Want More? And we were blown away completely. After 25 years, six studio albums, many collaborations, a fellowship award from the Pew Center for Arts and Change, a mural dedicated to her dopeness, and so much more, what's left for our phenomenal Philly poet? Hey, Ursula. You have a mural? I had one that got gentrified over, and now I'm, the new one's happening in Germantown. But yeah, I had t-shirts and everything. But now you're going to have a second mural? I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, for the people. You know, yeah. it's, for the, it's going to be the message on there. It's, it's for the people. People as gentrification stomps in like Godzilla into G-Town. I just want to make sure that, you know, we leave a real mark. That's special. I love that. Yeah. Can you tell us about this new app standing in front of the art museum? So it's an app from a historical perspective uh, about Philly, but also from a story perspective of knowing story and having story be accessible to all and include all and also that all can add their stories to the existing stories. So the history isn't this oppressive thing that it's always been. 
That's just this behemoth that's just sitting there, you know, bullying everybody that we are like, no, wait a minute. We can all play on the history playground and add our own story. So I'm a big proponent of us speaking our own story. So in this app, there's a part where, okay, you're learning, oh, this is this happened, Lena P. Land, whatever, like everything's in there too, indigenous. Listen, Monument Lab, their research is next level. And it's beautiful with that and their projects that you don't always have to have an actual monument. These are living monuments and stories that you're telling. And that's the beautiful piece and component. And for me, which speaks to your work that's amazing is the fact that you were standing in front of a green screen to create Mm -hmm. this, but a person would have no idea. I'm telling you, she was in my living room. through the app and it was beautiful. It was like, I'm like, Ryan, come look at Ursula, come meet Ursula. (laughs) It was wonderful. It was so special. Yeah, so this app, you get to add your own story. So there's a a part where like, okay, this, this, and this happened here. What's your, do you have a memory of this place or this space or this thing? And then you get to add your story and then people can see your story in there. How special And your story becomes history. Can you give me an example of one of the stories you tell in the app? Well, you click on the thing. So I'm like the aura. Right. I'm Auntie App Oracle. (laughs) That's a good title. It's cool. And depending on where you place your phone, then there's different stories and things. This is the AR. Yeah. Augmented reality. reality. But I wanted you to speak on too, like the relationship with Philly and poetry and how people have no idea what has come from this. Listen, if people don't know by now, I'm handing out free slaps because I'm about tired. You know, tired of telling people how we roll here in Philly, how we make everything here. The uniqueness, the indigenous sacredness energy here. Artistry is just what we do here. You know what I mean? Anyway, my chapbook is, the next batch is coming up. Small Palms for Pockets. May 1st is going to be the next batch, the first batch. I got to donate money to an organization, which is my dream. I'll never have no money. Wait a minute, Ursula Rucker, Miss Six Studio Albums, the premier poet of the city. It's hard out here for an artivist. Talk about how hard it is for an artivist. And most people have never even heard that term. You know, they want the they want the entertainment. They don't want the truth. They want mm-hmm. the entertainment, but they don't want the truth. They want the entertainment, but they don't want the truth. So when they find out that you're about the truth and they see that you don't take no shorts on searching for it and putting it out there and getting it, then they don't want to rock with you or they don't want to pay you because they're like, oh, well, you're an artist and you do it for a hobby. And plus you're an activist. So it's whatever. You just like, you know, whatever. I'm blessed, but it's always hard. Know that it's always hard. That's why I, I thought it was dope that you were doing the Monument Lab thing because I was like, it's interesting because Ursula holds no punches. So in that sense, how do you, without watering down who you are, still be able to do the things like Monument Lab and other more commercial things while still being true to who you are in your activism? Yeah, that's an awesome question. When I used to work at the Painted Bride Art Center, an old homie of mine that also was a poet who is a very famous poet, but whatever, he was like, do you think that you can, you know, continue with your poetry? Because I was not doing anything yet with the poetry. So do you think if you, you know, continue to, to write your poetry and, and work on it and try to put it out, do you think you'd have to compromise your work at any point? I was like, never. And he, we had an argument. 
We had a debate. We went back and forth because he maintained that I would have to. Let me check in with you now, boo. What say you? Mm. Huh? What say you while I missed utility bills and stuff like that? Because I don't compromise my art. What say you, homie? Mm. Uh, from the pillars of academia, what say you, homie? Miss Sanchez, has she been a person to be able to give you some advice? Not advice, but just words on that particular subject. All the time. Don't mess with Mama Sonia Sanchez at all. Uh, listen, her stories keep me alive. You know, if I'm having a... Mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. We've all had those days lately. Yeah, if I'm having for the last year. Yeah, it's a battle to continue. It's never a battle to compromise. Okay. Ever. Okay. It's a battle to continue to be like, oh, should I keep doing this? Then it's like, all right, well, what else would you do? I mean, if you got a real job, all you would do is cuss the supervisor out and quit. Yeah. Walk out in a huff, a glorious huff with your leather coat flying behind you. <laughs> you know? Especially the last year, don't you think? Of what, not compromising? Not compromising and continuing. Well, here's the thing, Justin. I think it was a very profound moment for everyone. You know, you will either continue or you will not. And then you will have to figure out what not continuing means for you. Yeah. You know, I think we've all, many of us, keep having that moment. Mm -hmm. That moment didn't just happen once and we got past it. I'm feeling broken quite often. Why doesn't everyone want to admit that they're feeling broken quite often? Stop playing. Mm -hmm. Come on. We're not going to elevate and evolve if you keep doing that, if you keep playing the shame game. Come on now. Mm. You self-shaming and shaming others too because they feel broke down? Oh, man, I'm not doing that. So I'm like on the come as you are program right now, although I do like to fix myself up. Thank you. I appreciate not having to. to. Yes, let's be easier on each other. What? We're done with that. And if you're not done with it, I'm going to let you know I'm done with it. That's a hard stance to take, though. But it also like is better for all of us individually. I think so. I mean, you know. And if we're better individuals, then maybe we can be a better community. Get your compassion building started. If you haven't started, stop being all judgy and whatnot. Let me look at your closet, sis, and bro, and they, and them, and everybody. Ooh, let me look under your bed. Ooh, let me look at your journal, though. And you can still be about that truth and stuff and be nice and stick it to them and be nice. Figure it out. Mm. It's a balance. I'm trying. Uh-uh, like, yeah, you know how to do it. You mm. from a whole line of amazing people who do it, all right? I feel the chills are running through my body right now. Sis, what? Stop it. You do it. Thank you for doing it. And Rachel, you are. Justin, I don't know you yet. Yeah. <laughs> if I put up with these two, right? Well, I don't know. Is he putting up with y'all or are you putting up with him? I'm not Thank sure. you. Both? Thank you. It's a both thing. It's a both thing. I love the time that I get to spend with them. Sometimes it's meeting new people. Other times it's just reconnecting. Like, I'm so happy that we have this podcast. To me, it's really special. And it, even if it's because of the reason and the chemistry and the friendship, and I couldn't think of a better name, Love and Grit. Love and grit. Like, yeah. It's me. It's my city. It's what I was talking about. It's why people don't understand us. They're like, how can you like do this? Like what? I don't get it. But you're so cool though. Wait a minute. Philly is actually fun. Oh my God. All this good music comes from there. Oh, oh my goodness. The architecture and the founding father's history though. But wait a minute though. The Wissahickon is Paul Robeson and John Coltrane and The Roots and Laia and Deanna Williams and Ursula Rucker and Gritty 
and the Eagles winning and it being like the best feeling ever. Can't stop, won't stop. Philly all day. Okay, Her's new fire potato chips and cheese curls, they are spicy. Whew, they're hot as snacks yet, hold on. Whew, but you know, it's not just heat. There's some nice, sweet, and savory stuff going on too. Ooh, there's that heat again. It burns, but it burns so tasty. Ooh, that's hot. Find Hearst Fire Snacks at your store today. Whew, taste the flavor, feel the heat, break out the Hearst. Orrin Evans is a product of and a true gift to Philadelphia. This world-renowned jazz pianist and band leader not only continues to reinvent the genre with the sounds he creates, bringing jazz out of its comfort zones, he stands as a symbol of uncompromise, having been a thriving independent artist with more than 25 albums to his credit without ever relying on the support of a major label. Also, he continues to reside in his hometown, adding to the culture by starting his own label, mentoring Philly's up-and-coming musicians, and creating spaces for jazz to continue to flourish. Oh, you didn't know how deep Philly's roots are in the jazz world? Oh, we'll let Oren break it down. That's a Philly ambassador through and through, forever, ever. Forever, ever. <laughs> What's going on, Oren? Just trying to stay busy and uh, maintain and been producing different shows and recording records and just trying to uh, keep my head up through this last year of uh, what, what's happened to all the performing artists, but doing a good job at it and enjoying what's coming in the next couple months and years. It's Jazz Appreciation Month. A lot of people don't understand the true roots of jazz when it comes to Philadelphia, Swan Records, the Heath Brothers. Can you give us the Oren version of the connection between jazz and Philadelphia? I'll give you mine, because actually- Yeah, yeah, please. I'm originally born in Trenton, New Jersey, but my parents were from Philadelphia. So when I was maybe fifth grade, I came to Philadelphia. Before Philadelphia, living in Trenton, New Jersey, all I wanted to do was ride bikes. I wanted to be a BMX dude. That's that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to just get outside and jump over stuff. The but then when I got to Philly and through programs like Settlement Music School, Gerard Academy. I went to Settlement program. Music School. See, there you go. But and you can't sing. You can't play. What happened? No, no, no. That, what that, happened? It, it just didn't work out. <laughs> Just didn't work see, out. But, but honestly, I have amazing memories of, of settlement music school in Germantown and like taking music lessons and meeting people. And, like, and a music appreciation is what you have as well. That's real important, too, though, you know, creating audience members because you wouldn't be an audience member if you didn't go That's to right. settlement music school and, and create that. What an amazing me. answer. Wasn't yeah. that great? I try. How would you define the Philly jazz scene? It, it's one that nurtures and it finds you. Because I didn't come here looking for it. You know, I was still trying to find where the, the closest BMX track was and where the bikes were. And I went to the local school here and I played the piano. I didn't really, I wasn't in love with it yet, but I played the piano. And the music teacher found me and said, hey, you need to go to this school. And she put me in Gerard Academic Music Program and she put me in settlement. And that's one thing that I will say is, is very important about Philadelphia and they still do it now. The mentors will find you and then it's on you. You can grab what you can, but it's on you to take it and then go to the next step. But they will find you. And there, there were some great people here in Philadelphia that found me. When I moved to Philadelphia, I moved in with my uncle. His name was Ellsworth Gooding. He was a jazz saxophonist. 
same era as Jimmy Heath and Bootsy Barnes. So a Saturday picnic at my house at that time, I didn't know, was the who's who of jazz royalty in Philly. Shirley Scott, Trudy Pitts, all those people would just come over and sit and talk. So when I say music chose me, there, there was no choice. It's just like if everybody was coming over with a, you know, a contractor or a painter, I'd probably get into it, just hanging around a bunch of painters and contractors. So I was just blessed to be surrounded by the arts and those people that have that legacy, like the Heath Brothers and even Gamblin' Huff and just even the music in general, this, it's here. And if you're okay with finding out that you belong in the land of misfit toys, once you figure that out and you accept it, it's a beautiful place to be because there is something a little different. Mm -hmm. There's something a little different about being 13 and waking up and wanting to listen to Charlie Parker. That's a little different than being 13 and, and yeah. also listening to Thriller. I was doing both. It was like Charlie Parker, Thriller. That makes you different. That makes you di at 13 to know who Sonia Sanchez is. That, that, makes that just makes you different. But and not in Philly. What's funny about that is as not I hear Philly, you talking, true. the land of misfits, because I can hear Christian McBride saying the same thing you're saying. I can hear Questlove saying the same thing you're saying. So we know because of the pandemic, a lot of partners, spouses, you're working closer together. We all had to make those adjustments adjustments working from home in general. What's it like working with your wife, Dawn, and how have you been able to do that so successfully? What type of advice would you give to folks? Is your um, marriage in trouble, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is for tips. This is tips for traveling to Philly, exploring Philly, and having Rachel <laughs> be a better partner and stop. Rob. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. So help, hilarious. help her, Orange, so you can help us. Yes. I will say for me, so many people, a lot of musicians I know that are single, male and female, try to run from that. They want their mate to be something. It ain't just cool. musicians. Sometimes we try to find somebody who's so different than us. It's like, I just need that space that this person is not going to be in my space. And I understand that, but that wasn't what I needed. I needed somebody to join me in my space. And I needed somebody who, like, I love Miles Davis so much that if I had to say Miles Davis and my mate said who, you know, I can't deal with that. But I understand certain people, like, yes. I want my art to be here and I don't want my mate to be anywhere associated with the art. If anything, that's been the most successful thing for me because we met at a jazz club in New York. She was singing. I was sitting in. I was playing. And that that's how we met. So that our relationship started with the music and it continues with the music and every other part of it. So for me, if there was a formula for success, you know, like it that. would just be that that I have that person with me at all times in every part of me. A friend of mine who is going through a divorce right now after 30 years, we've known each other since we were kids. And he finally just said to me, he was like, my wife never liked jazz. Ooh. And I just looked at him across the table, I was like, man, I couldn't have done that 30 years. Yeah. You know, I want someone around me constantly that knows the options of a Friday night. Movies are great. Restaurants are great. But poetry readings are also great. Mm. Museums are also great. What are your favorite either jazz spots, music spots, even date spots that represent everything that you love that you would, you know, share with our listeners and encourage them to visit? I'm going to do a shameless plug you for should. this summer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for the summer, the patio is in my patio. Well, it's actually the patio was my house. I started this series last summer called Club Patio and did it on my patio, invited people from the neighborhood. 
a limited audience, like 10 to 15 people. And, and we brought some jazz greats and we played right on the patio. It was amazing. And we're continuing that this year, but I'm doing a GoFundMe and a telethon to make sure I can pay for it. Because last year I had some funding. But that's, if anywhere, that's one of the places I will suggest <laughs> to go I here. I think that's a beautiful this spot. Summer, every Sunday, four to six. And you can just clubpatio.com. All the information is there. And, and right now, honestly, I would suggest anywhere, especially after the last year that we just had, yeah. anywhere trying to present live arts. The thing is, we have to reshape how we used to go out. Like, don't don't call me up on no guest list. There are no more guest lists. <laughs> Ooh, talk about don't it. Don't exist ever, you know? So, like, we have to go out and tip your bartender, tip your service. We, we have to rebuild, not just financially, but who we are. So if you're a jazz beginner like myself, mm-hmm. what are the spots we should hit in Philly? When everything gets up and rolling and yeah. back again, Hopefully on a Sunday, you'll be able to go to La Rose. That's up in Germantown. Okay. And right before the pandemic hit, and hopefully when it ends, Rob Henderson does a great jam session there. He'll be back there doing it. That's called La Rose every Sunday. Then there's Time that does sessions on like Monday and Tuesday. What I like about Time is just the variety of ages that come through there. It's like older mentors of the music will come through and then the new young cats will come through. So it's a great place. Up the street, Chris's. Everybody knows Chris's Jazz Cafe. And they have been continuing through this whole pandemic, whether it's streaming or whatever. They do some amazing things. Then you go up the street and you go to South on Broad Street. Mm-hmm. And there's some great things going on there. They're just getting their series back together. We'll be there in August. That's great. With the Something great- to look forward to. Yeah. Yep. Orin, can you tell us how to continue to support you on this journey yes. since we ain't you ain't touring and all this stuff? Tell us outside, you know, club patio and everything. Yep. That's I mean, right now that's one of the most important things I I'm doing is club patio. This is clubpatio.com. Takes you right to our GoFundMe. I have a new record coming out in July on Smoke Session Records, so keep an eye out for that. And keep supporting what's going on right here. Annenberg Center is another place in Philly that's still continuing yeah. to, to present music, and they're doing some streaming. And honestly, I'm going to be straight up. I'm tired of these streams. I'm tired of looking at music all the time on the stream. But if you just support it, even if you just turn your computer on and walk away, cook some food, yes. I don't care what you do yeah. after you donate your little $5. Whatever you do, make sure you're supporting what's happening. And then when we get back into some real person stuff, we can check and shake hands and do all that good stuff. But for now, do what you can. I didn't even know it was Jazz and Poetry Month to begin with, and I learned so much from both Ursula and Art. I felt like it was a family reunion. It was so nice, you know, reconnecting with them and hearing all the amazing projects and just creativity. It's beautiful. And it reminds us why those two people are ambassadors to our city. Yes. What a pleasure and an honor to have them be ambassadors. I love it. And we would love you to be ambassadors for Love and Grit. Hey now. So please review. Thank you for whoever's written beautiful reviews lately. Please review and rate us. And we appreciate you listening and tell people about us. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better, Justin. Thank you. Now go get us into some jazz and poetry. 